Welcome back to Warble Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's going on, everybody? And uh, we did the frame. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, so I'm really curious about your thoughts on this film, so I'm going to reserve what mm. I think about this film, and I'm going to let you explore your thoughts and ideas. You were uh, you, you said it, you said to me the other day, it was uh, right, right after we did the last episode, we did Capone, and mm-hmm. you texted me, and you were like... Hey, can we do a Saturday? I got something going on. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem, bro. You know, we usually do it on Saturday. It's mm-hmm. not a big deal. You're like, yeah, early. Cool. cool, 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 no problem. And then you finished it with, I'm really excited about this one. Because I just watched it. And uh, at the end of Capone, you told me, you said, you're probably going to fucking hate this next one. And like, and then I read the, the back of the box. And let me tell you something, man. The back of that box, fuck that box, dude. Does <laughs> nothing to tell you about this fucking mind fuck of a movie, dude. It didn't? I felt like it did a good job of telling you what this my movie was Doesn't about. Doesn't tell you that they're fucking characters on fucking TV shows. <laughs> Urban Hope. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know what to say, bro. Like, it's one of those movies where I was like, well, I, I, the only thing I can figure Greg was excited about is explaining another fucking movie to me. <laughs> Like, That's exactly what it is. That, Not explaining it to you, just explaining how I felt about the movie. I just don't like. I was like, he wants to talk about it. Yeah, like, it's really I, what it is. You know me, bro. Like, it's not that I'm not deep or nothing, and I can't appreciate a, a deeper meaning or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's just like I, c- I had a hard time finding what it was. Like, I don't know. The movie starts off with a fucking heist, which was pretty cool. You know, uh, it was just basic heist shit. They're stealing a truck. Make uh, or steal a car, make the car look like it's on fire, and then steal a truck, and then they 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 got boxes of shit. Yeah, I'm assuming is either like drugs or guns or something, and uh, dude runs away. You know they end up you know they steal three trucks. I'm guessing one of them had the product, and the other two were just like decoys or whatever. And um, old boy has to run down an alleyway or a tunnel. And then yeah, he, cops are chasing him. He gets away, you know. He runs into a club and blends in with the crowd, and there you go, he gets away. And then, then we cut to a chick, right, in an ambulance. In an ambulance, and uh, they pull up to a house, and he's like, "Oh, it doesn't look like anybody's there." Which, by the way, dude, this guy is a fucking doppelganger of you, man. You could have <laughs> been that fucking guy in the EMT, man. That yeah. part, I was like, fuck, dude, this could be Greg. And then there was a Nick in there, too, bro. There was a par in there. Like, the fucking, uh, what, uh, the, the robber guy's right-hand man, the, the only white dude in the whole crew. Oh, right, right, right. I said, oh, brother, there I am. There I am. Like, he fucking put us in this fucking movie. I told you, all fat white guys with a beard look the same. So. We couldn't, uh, we couldn't, uh, no, it's the hair that, that made me think of you. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, the way his hair, I was like, I was like, yeah, that's Greg. Like, Greg put himself in this movie. But, uh. Yeah, so they get to a house, and they go in, and the lady laying on the floor bleeding to death, and the husband's like, she just fell down. You yeah. need to leave. She just fell down. Yeah, and but you can tell she's been beating on her for days. The daughter, the daughter's super sad moment right. in a movie, and where I'm like, fuck, we're eight minutes in. Right. Here we go. So she's, I, I thought, like, she saved the lady's life, but mm-hmm. it doesn't look like she did. Um, yeah, she tried. It looked like... Uh, Child services was taking the daughter out of there. Well, she might have saved her life, but like they still took the kid away until it doesn't. Mom... It doesn't really say, but yeah, she ends doesn't... up pulling a nightstick on old boy and oh, yeah. giving him the business, which was pretty cool. I love how he's in a white beater. It's just like all abusers in movies have white beaters on while they're doing it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so then it cuts back to old boy, and he's back in his apartment, and he's making noodles or some shit. And he's got a box that he pulls out of a uh, a window unit air conditioner that he's hollowed out, and he's got shit in it. Yeah, money, stuff, information. Yeah, like, I thought it was weird. He had the locked box, but then he had all the money and shit behind the locked box. And I'm like, why isn't the money in the locked box? But, you know, it lets you in on it. Like, that's his whole childhood. All of his memories are just these, like, fucking few pictures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he's making his noodles, and he dumps it over his fucking lockbox, which is right next to a fucking stove. That's not smart. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a picture of his mom and his dad and him. And then he turns on the TV, and he sees that fucking chick. 
Yeah. And it just plays it out. Like her say, trying to save that lady's life and her hitting that abusive husband. It plays out like a TV show, though. Literally, like, the same scene again. We just have to watch him fucking eat mm-hmm. noodles and watch it, which was dumb as fuck. And then, same thing. She gets up. She gets done with her shift, and she goes to eat fucking some kind of pasta or salad or something. It looked like stir fry or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what it was. She was eating, and of course, she watches the heist. Yep. You know, and so they're watching each other's like shows, but is their, their lives? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm just like, all right, well, this has got a fucking. This is different. You know what it made me think of watching this? Lake House. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of that too. I was like, I felt like I've fucking seen something like this before, but it was letters. <laughs> and then, then the, the shitty Keanu Reeves movie popped into my head. I was like, oh, poor Sandy Bullock was in that one too. Yeah. Fuck. But anyways, so this go this happens a few times. They keep watching each other's shows, and then they they end up being able to watch each other. Yeah, through the TV, almost like a webcam. And he's like, can you fucking could you fucking hear me? <laughs> And she's like, which that guy is not the best actor. Uh, oh, boy, isn't. Oh, girl, I feel like I've seen her in other shit. Like, I felt like I did, too, but I could not place her. Not a big role, but uh, enough that I recognized her. But, um, but yeah, she didn't do too bad of a job. But she, uh, he's on a show called uh, Thieves and... Thieves and... <laughs> It's thieves and something. Thieves and Saints. That's yeah, thieves it. and thieves, Saints. Thieves and Saints, and hers is Urban Hope. <laughs> I love it though, because his whole shtick is he's in the cartel, and then um, so he thinks his TV's bugged because they can see each other. So he smashes his TV and then takes the bitch apart piece <laughs> by piece. Oh no, that was the first one. He takes it apart trying yeah. to find the bug, and then he buys a new TV. Fifteen bucks, man, which really bucks. shows the value of TVs have right. gone down. I didn't know you could get one so cheap. Uh tube TV for sure, dude. Yeah. So he brings that one home, and <laughs> a guy walks in. His friend, his buddy, or whatever, and he's like, "I think my TV's bugged." So he grabs the bat and smashes the second TV. <laughs> I just oh, love yeah. how many TVs get slaughtered. I'm yeah, it's like three, three of them. He throws one of them out of the fucking. Then he gets another place, takes the TV completely out of the fucking room, sets it down outside. It's pretty much the whole thing about don't watch TV. Like, <laughs> Is that what you got from it? I'm gonna make a meme out of this, and it's gonna show him later on. I don't want to touch too much spoilers, but uh, he tries to bust out of the frame. That's gonna be like me trying not to watch this movie, <laughs> <laughs> fucking jumping out of the frame. I'm gonna make that a fucking meme for for the promotion for this. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so they go back and forth with this for a while, and he wants out. Like that's what you gather after he the wants first out of the heist. Cartel, yeah, he goes and he says, "I need a new identity." And uh, the guy that um, he goes to, he's like, man, you know, you can't just walk away. And right. He's like, I'm done doing this. He's like, just do your time. He's like, fuck that. I'm done doing time. I figured you would at least like this part, this little aspect, his little cartel thing. You do until you find out that. They, but the whole TV shit was just weird. And then I'm thinking like, all right, well, they're going to give you. It's going to be some kind of government fucking cover up or something, you know, like I'm still holding out for something to make this movie fucking matter to me. So he uh, he gets the information and like the passport and everything. But you see uh, the roof yeah. is starting to like leak, leak. oil almost. Yeah. What, what was your like? Oh, because it's ink, you know, from yeah. writing his story. All right. Like that shit I got. Oh, by the way, bro, this movie pissed me off. So many endings, bro. It's like Return of the Fucking King. Like thirty-seven go fade to blacks, and then oh, 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 we're coming back. We're coming back with more. And I was just like in this fucking thing, dude. Like, you didn't like? I didn't like this movie at all, bro. Really? I did. Not. I actually was rewatching it. And I'm like, I think he might actually like this one. There was like, a, like a couple things are cool. Like, like when she busts old boy over the head, that was a decent scene. Um, the heist, little moments in the heist shit was cool, but it's like something I've seen a million times. You That's know? true. It's pretty generic. And like, it just, I don't know, man. Like, I didn't, neither of these characters I cared about enough to, to like, you know what I mean? You didn't care about their like connection that they had with each other? Like, no, because I knew pe- it was going to be some st- crazy fucking stupid shit at the end and like, you know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> you knew the whole movie turned me off from the get go, dude. Like. Maybe if it was one character, I don't fucking know, man. Like, so he goes and um, she she sees like the upcoming ending to his show. Oh yeah. Oh, well then. She didn't understand. I didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> nobody understands. <laughs> nobody gets it. Um. So she sees that the uh, his show's coming to an end and he might be killed off. Right. Well, and- first she tells him that 
Tony's gonna Tony's gonna make a deal with an undercover agent and they're yeah, gonna yeah, arrest yeah. him and and everybody. And sure enough, they go to check on it. And he's like, "Hey, heard Tony's gonna snitch." And they ride over there to like kill him, and he's already being arrested. Mm-hmm. And then he they try to meet up. He's like, "What's your address?" And he goes over there and he like, kicks down the fucking door, and it's there's some crackhead living in there. It's not her place, right? But there's also some parts we skipped over, like his father is in the hospital. Is that his father? I didn't think it ever it's, told you. I don't think it's his actual father because there is a flashback yeah, of where his, his dad actual gets killed. father. I think I it might... I thought it was like an uncle or something or just like somebody that took care of him as a kid. It might be a father figure. Right. Somebody that he cares about deeply that's a male mm. and he's pretty old and he has a violin. And I think it's kind of funny because this dude doesn't seem Spanish to me. He looks Samoan. Oh, really? Yeah, like I don't think he's Spanish. Probably not. Like, he looks Samoan as fuck. Yeah, but they're close enough. <laughs> Visually, <laughs> so I don't know. Like, it was hard for me to put the cartel shit with it. I'm like, all right, okay. But yeah, uh, but the reason I mention it is because those play an yeah. important part later. The vi- the violin, he brings the it fucking to fucking violin, bro. The violin's just there through the whole fucking movie, mm-hmm. and eventually, I'm thinking this thing's gonna fucking end until I knew that it was gonna come back 13 more times. Yeah. But uh, t- turns out the violin's the key. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't want to give it away. Spoilers. No, but, you're fine. We're getting there. We're yeah, getting there. So uh, um, He goes to see his dad who's dying. And yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. He starts telling him about what's going on, and he's like, you're fucking crazy. But, and then it goes back to her, and she's going to see a therapist. Yeah, she's going to see a therapist. And it's a shadowy, oh, yeah, oh, I don't know we skipped over that part, but, oh, boy, when he goes to get his paperwork before the guy's arrested to uh, get out of the fucking cartel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, shadowy figures like you want out, you gotta do one more job. Right. And this nobody is like, walks away from this shit or exactly. Whatever. And that's like leading up to the end episode of his right. quote unquote show. So she um I'm just trying to like skip through all this so we can like talk about like the meaning uh, of this movie and stuff like that. Okay. Well anyways, but she gets he starts putting her on this medicine to like help her like not watch the TV or yeah. some shit. He is she think or and he thinks she's having like delusions and the, stuff like that. The therapist is a fucking shadowy figure. Yeah, blurred. So it out. makes you feel like it's the same fucking guy. Like in my mind, it's like the same fucking guy. I like that you're thinking. But uh Later on, it shows the one dude, he's just like a nerdy white guy. Mm-hmm. And they try to meet a couple times. And like I said, he goes to the department, can't get there. Then they meet at a bridge and they're sitting on park benches that are opposite of each other, but they can't see each other because they're mm-hmm. not in the same fucking TV world, whatever. And the therapist just shows up there. Yeah. And he's like, What are you doing out? And she's like, I'm just catching some air. And. It's that guy, and then it cuts to him, and it's like some shady cartel dude, like, you're about Tony. Somebody slit his throat. You know, he was a good man. You're a good man. You're going to need this. Hands him a gun. And I swear, I think it's the same dude that plays the therapist, but this dude's just got a beard, and they slick his hair back. I don't know if it's the same character, Mm -hmm. or if it's, you know, and then he see. Then he's slowly seeing the guy with, uh, it's like a homeless looking dude with a fucking top hat on, some Babadook looking motherfucker. He's called uh, the mechanic. And he's putting oil all over cars and shit. It's just so much imagery. Mm-hmm. So much fucking pointless imagery. Push this <laughs> stupid fucking plot forward. I hated this fucking movie, bro. I know. I, know, I almost would, I almost, not, not wouldn't, but I almost would watch nothing again. Oh, yeah. Watch this fucking movie. Yeah, that makes me sad because we watched the next game, New York. It's in the vault. I hated um, that one too. You hated it. I fucking hated that. But movie. But what I liked about it is you actually took something from it. You even told me it's you're like after that shit. movie, I grabbed my daughter and I just held her, yeah. and that's what I want. I want you to like feel something from these movies. You didn't get anything from this one though. Uh, not emotionally. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, like it's just a miss for me. I see. I, I don't know, man. So um, let's just kind of speed forward. They, uh, she warns him about his last episode. She thinks he's going to be killed off. Mm. He finally lives out the last episode, and he gets shot. And he, uh, she's watching everything go down. Which why wouldn't he have a vest on? Yeah, I guess you're right. Especially if she warned him. Yeah, but because it looks like the dude shoots him in the back, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's good. 
So I was thinking, well, maybe he shot him under the vest because it did look like he's holding his stomach. Like, sometimes those vests don't go all the way down. Yeah, probably. I don't know. but Either way, he got shot, and he's like, he makes it his way back to the television to, like, get back with her. That's why I feel like it's, like, a love story or whatever. Yeah. And he's, like, dying on screen, and she wants to... She gets one... She's got one last thing. Like, she calls... The fucking TV station that puts the show on or whatever. You know, the one that she calls is actually the production company of the director's, like, real production company. That's why that was pretty funny. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyways, she keeps hearing herself, so the last-ditch effort to save this dude's life, like, she goes to the TV station. Right. And this is goes, where This is where, like, chaos ensues. Goes into the room, and the secretary's like, hey, how are you doing today? And she's like, I'm good. She's like, do you have an appointment? She's like, no. And then she stops for a second. She's like, hey, how you doing today? And there's only one door. She goes in the fucking door. And it's some st- shit straight out of Wanted. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought as soon as I saw this. It was just like, oh, just fucking sewing machine to life. No fucking buddy typing it in. It's just typing itself. This, die- this guy's fucking dying. It's like a black and white screen. Mm-hmm. And this is where I completely, I'm like, fuck you, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> I figured this was the part where you're like, oh, checked out. I was like, here we go. She ends up scribbling out is because it says David takes his last breath. Mm-hmm. She scribbles that out. David breathes and he's like, <gasps> great cue. Yeah. You know? And she takes the story and runs and the therapist guy's outside and he's like trying to stop her from running. And she just fucking runs and jumps in her car and takes off. Right. And she starts writing, you know, he gets up and runs. Right. She's like continuing his story so he doesn't die. And um, she gets into a car accident and then um, she sees the papers and then like burns the story. She's like, well, if, you know, the story never happens, maybe, you know, he'll be okay. So she burns it and then she backs up and then she gets hit by a car, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. And then it goes back to him and this is where his story... He's running and like everybody in the world just drops into a puddle of fucking ink. Yep. So he's the only one left in this story. And there's like some big looking tree-like thing that's going into the sky and was like putting black ink everywhere mm-hmm. and it, you think the movie's over or like gonna wrap up and then it goes back to her and or he's watching her last episode on fucking tv right he's in his apartment and this is the part where you're talking about he gets like literally stuck in the frame like yeah. the frame of the because tv his story doesn't like yeah continue anymore and he's just trying to break out of it and then you get the flashback of his parents getting killed. You right. left me here. And then it kept showing like an earpiece, hearing which aid. I'm assuming that he was either hard of hearing or couldn't hear. Well, you didn't see in the flashback. They put the gun like right next yeah. to his ear and then shot it. And yeah. He's deaf in that ear. Yeah. And Damn it's just near. like, all right, so we finally get why well, he's fucked up, you know. <laughs> and I don't know if it's, I guess, because his parents got killed at a young age that he was stuck in that frame. For the rest of his life or something. I'm I'm just curious what you think. And then, like, you keep seeing the fucking violin and then his world's crumbling and he plays the violin and breaks out. And and then she's there. He breaks into her world and saves her life. Or she, like, gives him a fucking pat on the head and then movie ends. Right. Wow. Who gives a shit? Like, what? I don't know, bro. I like that you're trying to, like, put some things together. Because the thing is, is people asked, um, we didn't give the director oh, his yeah. name. Is, yeah, because um, if I meet him, we got, we're got we going to have to throw hands. Throw hands? Yeah. Really? Yeah, bro, uh, you Jamin an hour Winnens. and 40 minutes of my life. Jamin Winnens. J- Jamin Winnens. He did a cult movie called Ink that became, like, a cult classic. I haven't seen it. I'm going to watch it. For some reason, I saw this one on Amazon Prime. This one has to do with ink, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has Is a this theme. this guy's thing? He has a theme. Um, so I saw this one on Amazon Prime, and it's like from the creator of Ink, and I knew about Ink. I just haven't watched it, so I went ahead and watched this one. And the first time I watched it, I didn't know what I watched, kind of like you. I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? But I enjoyed it. I, I was in it for the ride. But then I watched it again for the podcast to kind of get a refresher, and it hit me so different. 
And that's why I was so excited. I'm like, I got a bunch of stuff from this movie and I liked it. And it was, and, but uh, what I was going to say is the director said he doesn't give you a meaning to this movie. It's like, whatever you want the meaning to be is what matters. Like, what did you get from this movie? Mm -hmm. Then that's the important part. Kind of like Synecdoche, New York is like, there's no set in stone meaning. But with that one, it, I don't know, maybe the message gets, or I don't know, it drives it home more because of the shocking of the fact you're just watching this dude literally melt or like rot away to nothing mm-hmm. you know he's just getting old and broke down and then you know the shit with his daughter like that was brutal to watch for you know I feel like for any dad that would have been brutal to watch Right. this movie doesn't really paint that kind of you know what I mean that hopelessness like that did I, I feel but like you're it, also talking about fucking I feel like it did in certain parts because it really hit me in certain parts and I'll talk about that. But um budget, how much do you think he it cost <laughs> to make this? One point five million. Three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Mm. They spend too much. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know these movies for me are kinda I don't know. It's just kind of impressive to me because I didn't know the budget until after I watched it. And I was yeah, I mean, they, you definitely stretched the buck on this because there was a couple things in it that would have took some money, mm-hmm. you know, the guns and shit like that. You know, all renting right. all those fucking semis. There's a lot of semis in this movie. There is a lot of semis in this movie. It's almost like a trucker movie. Um, I wrote down, it's like the Truman Show meets Lake House. Yep. <laughs> With a little bit of Wanted in there at the yeah. end. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll go over like things that I took from this movie. Yeah, tell me what you think. No matter how much we want to, we can never escape our past. We must embrace it. So what kind of got me into it was the flashbacks. Um, he kept saying throughout the movie, I want to get away. I want to get out. I want to get away. He I wants to run free. away. Yeah. But I don't think he's just trying to run away from the cartel. I think he's trying to run away from like his past also. And that's why you keep seeing the flashbacks of the the violin, and it's almost like it's haunting him, and he just wants to get away from it all. So we got the flashback to understand what he went through, and then whenever she erased like the story, he was uh, when he was banging up against the frame, like he can't escape his own story, no matter no matter how much he wants to. And then once he embraced the violin, once he embraced his past, that's when he was set free. And that really hit home, not hit home, but it really made me think, like, you are living your story. Like you, Nick, you can't change that. You can't be Michael Jordan. You can't be like Quentin Tarantino. You're Nick. That's your story. You can alter your story. You can like change the the direction of your story, but you can't change your story. That's fucking like, it just fucked with me the more I thought about it. Like, I'm Greg. Just fucking say that. Don't take an hour and 40 minutes to dance around it, bro. It's to make you think. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. That's what it got me doing is it just got me thinking about like, fuck, like no matter how much I want to change my story, I'm never going to change who I am. Well, I think that that, that's that may, maybe that's the true meaning of what you can take away from this is are you happy with yourself? Like, you know, or is the want to be someone else, you know, worse? You know what I mean? Sometimes people have a hard time just accepting the fact that, you know, you got to live with the with the hand you're dealt. Exactly. You know like I mean? it was his past, and like he can't change his past. But once he started to like embrace who he was and embrace his uh, embrace his past, it was like that's when he was set free. Um, other things, she was his guardian angel. She even says in the uh, I'm your gonna be the, your guardian angel. She's like, let me be your guardian angel. Oh well, the reason I say that is because um, there are some quotes. It would have been better if they had to try to show a scene of him just like fuck the final episode like he just gets in a car and tries to go mm-hmm. but it just like stops him or something that would have probably you know what i mean made it a little bit more i don't know uh, uh, fuck this movie <laughs> <laughs> i i like that you're like i tried bro i, like I really did bro like i watched it i was like i'm trying to figure <laughs> out why he would think i would want to watch this shit no but i don't like, i wanted to just talk about it yeah so um, director, he was in an interview, and this is a quote from him. Ultimately, I wanted to make a movie about feeling of being abandoned by God. I wanted to explore the questions of God's existence, God's nature, malevolent or malevolent, and how we struggle to control and submission. The writing process for me always starts with images. I'll take an image or 
um, of a moment and begin asking questions. Those questions eventually lead to me knowing characters and what brought him or her to that moment. The frame, there were two priority primary images I started with. A man physically fighting to get out of a cage and a man picking up a violin. I worked for months, if not years, to to an extent to outline then write actual script fairly quickly. So like that's one thing that maybe I maybe this would have been better as a book. <laughs> you know? I like the visuals though. Maybe. And that's the one thing I did get from it is the God imagery is whenever she goes into the writing room and you see the typewriter, which is basically God writing his story and then she tries to alter it and cause she is the guardian angel. Mm. So she's trying to protect him and his him in his story. Well the the the, the me- the mechanic or whatever the fuck you call him. I I got something to say on that too. Because he's like talking about a benevolent gold. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right, story. Mm, I like that quote that he had. Is it in here? It was deep. He looks like Steve Nash, the guy that plays him. Right. It's the same guy that plays the therapist, plays that dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down he's an inter- interdimensional being um, bringing. Um, two dimensions together. He's direct TV. Well, um, I thought of it as like these people are in two dimensions and he's the key to bringing them together. Like their love story, their love story, like bringing those loves together between dimensions. That was a cool little like thing I was thinking of. That's not bad. I like that angle more than some of the other one. Yeah. And then the last one that I got from it is how we, um, fall in love with fictional characters for sure. For you know, sure. I that's, like you wish you could tell that that guy that he's gonna die in the last episode. Yeah, like, right. You love that character. You've been watching him for five seasons. Like you fall in love with that character. Yeah, you don't you, want to see him go. Yeah, and you feel like they're a part of your life. And you know. yeah, when we watch Sons of Anarchy at the end, spoilers. But uh, when Jax kills gets killed. Like my wife cried, like she lost a real friend that day. Yeah, like, I think the movie speaks on that too. How the how the girl's watching his story and she doesn't want to see him die because she feels like he really is a part of her life. Mm. I liked that little thought experiment for myself about this movie too. You uh, you dug deep when you watched it. it. It like I said, it really hit me in a lot of places I didn't expect to. It did the first time I watched it, it was more of like taking it all in, like this is a crazy artsy movie. But then rewatching it, I was like, oh shit, what is he trying to say? Mm-hmm. And it just really got me thinking. That's why I was so excited to do this episode. I'm like, I got so many things. I was actually I took those notes that night whenever I went to uh after I watched the movie, I was laying in bed just like taking these notes. I'm like, fuck, this movie really got me thinking. And I'm glad you it. enjoyed it that much. <laughs> I mean, I actually love it so much more now. Yeah. Well, you, you'll always have it. I liked it before, but I love it now. Yeah, I'll always have it. I got the DVD. You got the and, DVD. And what's funny is I went on Amazon. It's like, we My don't PlayStation know. doesn't work anymore. Thanks, by the way. <laughs> Playing the shit fucking movie. Yeah. Well, I hope you're in store because I'm doing these kind of I wish I had a fucking death box you could pick out of for this shit. You can make your own death box. I'm going to have to do something. Because like, like, <laughs> this was fucking painful at some parts. Like The first 45, I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'm good. Like The second half of this movie's got to do something, right? Like, And that's it, when it like broke off for you. Yeah, like, I'm just oh. like, all right, this bitch is off the rails. Fuck it. Now I'm just waiting on the hidden credits. You're just waiting for the end? Fuck, dude. Like... <laughs> I said, Greg, man, he he wants to fucking torture me, man, with this shit. (laughs) But I guess, like, compared to some of the other ones you've given me where the dudes slowly descend into badness or whatever, like... This was actually a love story. This was a nice change of pace. I don't know, man. I didn't buy this guy's fucking torment as much as some of the other guys. But that, I guess, I was going to touch on earlier when you started going off on Mm -hmm. that thing. But uh, that's the difference between having fucking... I can't think of his fucking name right now. Dude from Red Dragon. What's his fucking name? Capote. What? Oh, oh, oh. Um, Seymour. Hoffman. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Boom. That's the difference between Sydney in New York and this and mm-hmm. and uh, Enemy. Some of the other. Like, that's what I kind of kept getting back to. Was just like this is one of those movies that Greg gives me where I have to make up my own fucking ending. <laughs> and I can tell back to some of the other ones. And the biggest difference between those and these is there's nobody in this movie that that puts that shit out there. Like, Jake Gyllenhaal, like, he sold whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. 
I didn't understand it, but I was like, somebody out there loves this shit, obviously. <laughs> and same thing with Sedetniki in New York, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like, I don't even know if he knew what the fuck he was doing when they were making this movie. But he's just like, I'm giving it all I got. I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know where this fucking yeah, story's I see going. But I'm fucking giving it my all out there. Maybe I they say. give me an Oscar for this shit. I don't know. I say. So the actors weren't as like. It passionate. just felt like a TV movie to me. It, it did. It like, did. I'll I give you know. that. It does feel like a TV movie. But the the star here is the script, the writing for me. I don't think That's it the is real either. star. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like I said, you know, I'm not like, I don't know. No, you're not into these I like movies. my movies to be fed to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's fair. But I was talking to my wife and I told her, I was like, I feel reinvigorated with the podcast because I like feel like I know what I want to do with it. And back in the day, I've, I've always watched these kind of movies. And the thing is, is I watch these movies and I'm excited to talk about them. But a lot of my friends don't watch these kind of movies or nobody's seen the thing I just watched, but I'm excited to talk about it. So I'm like talking at people about these movies and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's yeah. cool that you're excited, but I don't know what you're talking about. But now I get to like force somebody into I'm glad watching. that I get to be your fucking human guinea You pig. wanted to do a podcast so bad. So I did, dude. Doing. I mean, I guess I got what I asked for, you know. <laughs> but you also- I'm willing to do anything. <laughs> I'd rather you fucking tase me. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That movie wasn't this bad, but like I know. Uh, but um but that's where I kinda like I get excited about the podcast because I get to talk to somebody about these movies right. and I get to talk out my uh my feelings about these movies. Like I know you don't get it, it's not your cup of tea, but I'm gonna talk right. the fuck at you. No, and that's fine. And and that's something I've come to realize the longer we've done this is that 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 these kind of movies, that's what's fed into why you are so creative and why you are gr- so good at what we do as far as, like, not just a production standpoint, but, like, imagery to you. You know what I mean? You see things in just a different aspect than I do, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're, you know, it's like a different lens. Mm-hmm. And that's great, too, because I'm all about the popcorn and the fucking boom. Right. And, you know, you like a meaning. And that's yeah. fine. You know, yin and yang. That's why this works so well. You know, I'll give you a dumb movie that I know you're not going to enjoy to watch because I want you to see what I take out of, you know, what I just like to have a good time or whatever. Yeah. It's the same thing. You know, if you see a movie and it touches you in that way and you want to see if it'll do that to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's fine, too. And that's why, like I said, that's why I have no problem with it. Like, that's why we do this. Right. You know what I mean? But everybody does a fucking review on Tenet. Or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I'm fine with you throwing a fucking one out of left field every now and then. You know yeah, I mean? me and me and the wife were actually talking about that before you came over. Is uh, is I know, like, our podcast would be a lot bigger is if we did every movie that came out every week and we talked about the blockbusters that were big, but I right. don't. I don't want to do that all the time. I want to talk about these like little unknown movies. If it's if it's one that we both are excited about, we've done it. You know, like we right. like Capone. Because there are certain there are certain people that we both in- thoroughly enjoy. Tom mm-hmm. Hardy and uh, certain directors, Quentin Tarantino. We've went and saw to uh, uh, we went and saw that last one together. Yep. But um, yeah, I don't mind doing that. We do big movies every now and then. We don't want people to think that we never do big movies, but right. But it's not. The we've main also both point. seen them all, and I thoroughly love superhero movies to the point where most people that know me, like they know that I love a fuck. I'll go see every superhero movie they ever make just mm-hmm. because take all my money. Right. Quote yeah, but you grew up reading comics, and, and, so and, you and just I love still it. do. I'm a fucking grown man, and I still read comic books. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, that's just that's just that is. But uh. But this, uh, it also gives a, you a platform to talk about any movie you want to. Like you yeah. can pull like whatever movie you want, and I'll talk, I'll watch it and talk about it with you. Like, but it's like Down Periscope was such a weird pick, but I was fun talking about it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I when I pick movies for you, I want it to be something you haven't seen either, and that's the problem is because I have a more mainstream love for movies as far mm-hmm. as franchises and stuff like that. So you've seen the majority of the picks, the movies I love. So that I take as a personal challenge because I do try to find those little lesser known movies that I love that I hope that you haven't seen and maybe because that's my hope. You know, you always want to open my horizons on how I view movies and what I can take away from them. And I think that's probably what my goal is for that shit is, is for you you to find one that you were like, you know what? I didn't know about that, but that was fucking great. All right. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I want. Just one time for you to be like, you know what, Nick? I fucking loved it. 
Yeah. I, I, I didn't want to, but I fucking loved it. There man. was a couple of them, I can think. Uh, Celtic Pride was one of them. I liked it a lot more than I expected to. Yeah. I really didn't. And I really it. thought you'd hate it because I know you're not a sports guy. Right. You know what I mean? But I was like, if he could understand a little bit of the craziness and they do it in a funny way in that, mm-hmm. you'll understand what it's like for me and everybody else that does love <laughs> sports you know yeah. what i mean because sometimes that shit feels personal right like i yell at those motherfuckers like they're my kids out there you know what i mean <laughs> even though they never know, they'll never know who the fuck i am but they don't know that they need me every sunday for that fucking you know what i mean but yeah i i don't know uh my rating for this fucking movie i'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a two a two a two a two that's worse than capone yeah I like I would watch Capone again over this shit. Wow. Yeah, just for Tom Hardy. This is somebody to enjoy. That like hurts a little. I'm sorry. It's okay. You didn't get anything from it, but I gotta be honest, you know, that's all I can be is honest. Yeah, I want you to be honest. I don't want you to fake how you feel about the movie. I I tried to what did I give the fanatic? Cause like it was better than that, but not by much. (laughs) Like Yeah, Travolta couldn't save. You know what's funny is everyone talks about how bad the fanatic was. Like it was bad. Don't get me wrong, but I don't feel like it teeters on as bad as everyone's making it out to be. I mean, it was a shitty story. It's a shitty. It's the best movie Fred Durst could make. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) You want me to say that? Like I'm trying to be positive. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) You took an Academy (laughs) Award winning actor, and uh, that's what you got, bro. Good for you, dude. (laughs) You made that. Good joy working out Hot Topic, bro. Rating? Oh, my God. This, like, after re-watching this, this is probably in my top 25 again, like, now. Really? Favorite movies. Like, it really hit me in the feels. We got to do that episode, bro, because the top 25 for me and you, I feel like, is going to be drastically different. We're going to have, like, maybe five movies. Yeah, and I think it'll all be Scorsese. I could probably name them, yeah. And they won't be the same rank. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? It won't be in the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe a couple of them might make it the top five for well, you. Well, whenever you want to do it, just let me know. I yeah. can get my list pretty easy, I think. It would be so tough, dude, 25, think, to stuff it in there. Yeah, because what, um, that's why I did, I wanted it to do 25 is because 10 feels like way too small. Yeah. I tried to do a top 10 yeah. and I'm like, this is difficult because I can't leave some of these movies out. And I feel 25 is a nice... But yeah, when I say twenty five, bro, I'm talking about I enjoy every frame of it. Like, there's not a I wasted watch moment. It over and over yeah, there's and not over. a wasted moment in that movie for me. Like, mm-hmm. that's tough to only twenty five. Yeah, it's hard. I would be. I have to fucking work on that because mm-hmm. I got like a solid five, and after that, it's completely like mayhem. <laughs> I have a solid ten. Solid ten, 10 that I could probably na- I could probably do ten right now, but it would be difficult. <sighs> My top 10 favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I, I, you know, I'd be all right until about six or seven. Then I would start like fucking sweating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but 25, I could probably do it. After doing this podcast, I've actually like knocked a couple of off. I've probably put a couple on my list. Yeah. You know, Pie used to be like one of my favorite movies. But after rewatching it for the podcast, I was like, it's good. Don't get me wrong. And I love it. But it's probably not in my top 25 anymore. Yeah. Yeah. After rewatching it, I just didn't get the same enjoyment out of it. The shit makes my top twenty-five unfavorite movies. <laughs> yeah, Pilot's could, a tough watch for me. Yeah, I could see that. It's an indie film. Well, Christopher Nolan has one kind of like that. It's called Following. Maybe we'll do that one day. Yeah, I've heard about it. I've never seen it, but I've heard it's about it. It's actually good. It's well written. It's just a low budget black and white film, but I like the storyline. I don't I'm completely hate black and white. Like you said, I love colors, but. <laughs> It's probably the only one. Nah, I mean, there's probably something else. Mm-hmm. There's anything about it. Yeah. There's a couple of black and whites out there that ain't bad. Yeah. But yeah, so you're giving it a great rating. I gave it a two. I gave it an amazing rating. It's in my top 25. Top 25. Yeah. That's saying something. This shit would not make it to mine. Yeah. If you like artsy, like deep think movies, check it out. Oh my God. It's so good. Yeah, I don't want to make it seem like it's an unwatchable movie. It's not. It's like I said, like it's a think piece. Yeah, there's definitely worse movies I've watched. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, like I said, not for me, and I wouldn't watch it again. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, that's just your thing. Did you uh, pick out a movie for me while you were hating me over this one? You know, I, I was trying to think of something, um, but I don't think I own it. But like, that's fine. I don't mind renting them. Yeah. Like. Actually, 
I rented this one because I gave you my copy. So mm-hmm. I just went ahead and just rented it so I could watch it again. I don't mind doing that. It's just a couple bucks. And I'm supporting right. the artist. The Wizard. The Wizard? The Wizard. What is that? Starring the great Fred Savage. This is where my love of video games comes from. You know, surprisingly, I have not seen this. Yeah. It's a great fucking movie. I watched it on VHS when I was like eight years old, and it changed my life. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually wanted to... Uh, have you seen Little Monsters? I love that movie. I love that, too. I love that movie. That's the one my friend said. That's what made movie. me love Howie Mandel, that movie right there. Right. And you don't even know it's him, <laughs> you know? But... uh yeah, Fred Savage was killed it back then. Princess right. Bride, right. Wonder right. Years, man. Right. But this movie was like fucking great, man. I know of this movie, but for some reason I never watched it. Even as a kid, I just kind of like passed over it. And it kind of sends a terrible message. I watched it a couple months ago with my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't give a shit about it, but I was still enthralled as ever. Isn't it funny how that works? And uh, it, it really does send a terrible message uh, for children oh, yeah. now looking back on it. But like, I don't know. It's still a great movie. Like, I don't know. I'm excited. It's it's a real movie. It's very accessible or not accessible, but it's very uh, touches on different subjects. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. I I don't know. Maybe you'll enjoy it. I love that uh, all your movies kind of like stick in the '90s. Like, oh, this movie's in the '80s, bro. '80s, like '80s, '90s. You're just like stuck in that time, and I love it. That's when life was good, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you're a kid, that's when life is the best. Mm-hmm. As I tell my kids all the time, man, like enjoy the shit out of this because like adulthood's not terrible, but it's not fucking near as fun. It's not as like. Um, and I feel like everybody's parents, when they're younger, tell them, "Man, I know you're trying to grow up and you want to see what this and this is about, but I'm telling you, there's time for that." Like I tell my, I call my dad like once a week, and I'm like, "Yeah, bro, sorry for being a shithead." Oh, I do that to my mom constantly. Like I get it. Yeah, because my kids fucking bring the same energy out of me dude <laughs> and it's just like I, I just love him so much and i just want him to like you know don't worry about growing up like there's plenty of time for that right Be a but kid. the thing i loved about a kid being a kid is when you because me and you like grew up watching movies but when you watch these movies that you loved it like touched you and just made you excited and you kept mm. and you watch these movies over and over and over because you just wanted to relive that feeling but now as an adult when you watch a movie you're like that was pretty good yeah but sh- it's just- sh- uh, shout out to the conmos uh she's the one that actually got me thinking about the wizard she put a movie that she'd been looking for that she watched when she was a kid right and i've never found the wizard on dvd as, as long as i've been did they ever do a release on it i'm sure they have but Oh yeah, I forgot. You can you. order it on Amazon for twenty bucks, probably, but like, I'm not doing that. I know you're so like anti-ordering movies off Amazon, dude. You know, I probably built two fucking WalMarts with, with their fucking new release Fridays and shit. Like, I bought so many fucking Blu-rays and movies for these ridiculous amounts of fucking money, only to years later find the same movies for a dollar fifty, a dollar a piece for Blu-rays out here at these flea markets and yard sales. Like, I feel like such an asshole. Like, I just been conned forever like i have don't get me wrong i still probably buy two or three new blu-rays a year mm-hmm. you know but it's got to be a big fucking movie obviously this year i haven't had to spend any money <laughs> we haven't had any fucking movies but right. um but yeah like 2020 has been a shit year as far as that but it has because we usually bullshit about like movie news and stuff but everything is the only good thing that i've heard this year is this fucking snyder cut dude like yeah they that just kept humanity going because everybody's wanted to see this for so long yeah see if the hype's real on it i'm excited for it i i I think it's gonna be a lot better than that bullshit we saw i think i own it on and Blu-ray. that's what I say, like about Sucker Punch. That's when he had like free reigns, and I think that's some of his best work. So if he can Don't have free reigns, shit movie. While we're talking, you about gave me the extended cut that I watched the other day, and oh my god, it makes that movie so much better. Ugh. I love it so much more now. There's a quote in that movie, um, with uh Ham Ham, what's his name from, uh, Mad Men, John Ham. John Ham. He has a quote in that movie that they cut out of the theatrical version. That I was like. This is the whole point of this movie. How can you cut it out? I don't know. But thank you. Thank you. It gave me a whole new light for that movie. Yeah, bro. I paid a dollar for it. <laughs> but it gives uh, what I was saying is like the Snyder Cut. Hopefully it's like him free reign telling the story because I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. 
It's definitely my least favorite fucking Snyder movie. I even like fucking Dawn of the Dead remake more than I like that one. That's a good movie. It's not bad. As far as zombie movies, it's probably like one of the more watchable ones. There's one zombie movie that I've yet to watch, but I've been recommended to death. It's called Train to Busan. I heard about that one. Yeah, I might actually buy it and put it on our list just so we can watch it. I actually heard somebody say it was like one of the best zombie movies ever made, and I was like... I saw one the other day. It was like fucking Nazis and dinosaurs and zombies and shit. It was, it was on YouTube. They had like a, a super clip of it. I was like, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna click on that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even gonna attempt to look at that. That doesn't bullshit. sound amazing. Uh, there's just no way that could be all put together, <laughs> and it's a coherent, fucking watchable movie. Like, it sounds like a fucking circus. <laughs> this is what it sounds like. You know what I mean? It's a premise for a fucking Call of Duty game. I mean, that's pretty much... Nazi zombie dinosaur killer fucking <laughs> on Xbox One. <laughs> Lasers strapped on their backs. The new zombies on Call of Duty, bro? What? You're shooting a zombie T-Rex Nazi dinosaur? It's fucking nuts. Like, you just see a T-Rex with a little mustache, and a, fucking, <laughs> and a fucking Nazi hat on, and a little, a little Nazi armband on his tiny arms. Like, how fucking that sounds lame. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Where can I find this? I Where need can it. I buy this game? <laughs> right. I don't know. Who makes Call of Duty? EA? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. So. Call me, man. I got ideas. But yeah, The Wizard, uh, it's one of those movies because like, as people know, I am the collector, even though I haven't put out a video in a month. Sorry. You even said on the last I know, podcast. I know, I know, I know, man. I've been off. I'm off today. <laughs> but I'll tell you what the difference is, bro, is... It's not that I don't enjoy doing the collector videos anymore, but it's like I told you the last time, like if I don't feel like I have a, a good enough load of shit to show, I don't want to do it, you know, and I have so many amazing things that I just gotten in the last couple of weeks. And like, I'm glad I didn't do a video because it wouldn't have been enough to do by itself. But mm-hmm. now it makes that haul that much better. And right. I'm, 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 I'm going to get it done by this weekend. I promise. But, uh, it's, but also it's changed because I've I feel like I've put more energy into this because I love doing this too. And I don't I am the collector at the end of the day. There's a reason why that that's why I'm called this on everything I do because at the end of the day I am the collector and that's what I love doing. But it's taken me a little bit more time to find that it's all right to be that, you know? Yeah. Like I know that there's not everybody in the world that's gonna be into the same shit I'm into. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I've enjoyed doing the podcasting and it's kind of been hard to focus all my attention back on that sometimes, but I'm going to get back to it. Yeah, I think you should. I think it's important. Because that is my first love, man. That's why I even wanted to do anything. Well, let's talking about shit. Let's talk about this for a little bit because the wife came in here and she was asking my opinion because she's been playing games for a little bit and she wanted to get into like editing videos, gaming videos, and then she wanted to get into streaming And then she came in here and she uh, wanted to talk to me and she's like, I need your opinion. Like, what do you think I should be doing? Like, she's like, I don't feel comfortable doing the streaming thing. I I enjoy editing videos, game videos and putting those out. I was like, well, what what are you trying to do? Are you trying to get famous and turn this into a career or are you just trying to do it as like fun? Mm. And she's like, I just like have fun doing it. I'm like, then do what you have fun doing. Like, if you don't enjoy streaming, don't do that. Don't think about those people. Because she was talking about, I don't know if people would enjoy watching these kind of videos. I'm like, that's not where your focus should be if this is what you enjoy doing. If you enjoy doing it, enjoy doing what you want to do. And people will either like it or not like it. A big determining in anything I do is, is, is it going to feel like another chore? Is it going to be like going to work, like something I fucking hate doing? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Or is it going to be something that I look forward to doing? Like something I'm like, fuck yeah, I do have that later on. 100%. You know? And I don't feel that way about my collective videos. That's why I know I'm not, I'm not wasting my time or anything by doing them. Mm -hmm. But it is, it is starting to hurt my soul a little bit that I, that I have let it slack off as bad as I have. Cause like I said, I only have 414 uh, subscribers. I just got to 114. I was at 113 for a year, just back and forth. 112, 113, 112, 113. And something about that 114, man, like it made me feel so fucking proud, bro. Like I want to go get that tattooed on me. Right. 
because I started off with zero, bro, just like when we did with listens and everything else, mm -hmm. you know, and I know that a lot of my views come from family and friends and same like it is with this, bro. But like, I just love the fact that people love to hear what we have to say right? about any subject, let alone that. Well, but, that's the thing. Like, we just enjoy talking about movies. And like I said earlier, I like having someone to talk to about these kind of movies because I don't have a lot of people that watch these movies. And I know it's not your thing, but it's nice that we can have this, like, open-ended conversation about well, it. You're lucky we have this fucking podcast, bro, because just, well, we're friends and you couldn't <laughs> get me to watch this shit any other way. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, like, no, I'm serious. The yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. movie was terrible. It's fine. But I am glad that, 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 that you trust my opinion that much to at least give me a crack at it. And I love that you're being honest. You're not trying to, like, act like... Like this makes sense to you, and it's a deep movie. You're like, no, fuck that shit. <laughs> like, oh no, man, that's what that's partly like reason why I love doing this, man. Because people have come to me and said, like, you know, bro, if y'all just did better, like, you know, more mainstream movies, like, y'all probably get out there a little more. But like, you know what? That's cool and all, but like, how many fucking reviews can you watch on a brand new movie exactly. or, or a big time movie? Like, we get it. Either everybody loves it or fucking hates it. You know what I mean? Chris Duckman, uh, Jeremy Johns. Like, uh, and there's a few other guys, uh, uh, Bob. Fucking Looper and, uh, and yeah. Watch Mojo and all of them. Like, they all do these reviews on these big-ass movies, and they're great. You're already watching those guys in the new movies. Exactly. Like, you like, don't need our opinion. What else can I say about the new Marvel movie that you already don't fucking know or love or hate about it? Or like, heard before. You like, just want me to repeatedly stroke that shit in your face? Like, ah, that's cool, bro, but watch their shit again if that's what you want. Yeah, we don't enjoy talking about because we're not going to want to watch every movie that came out. Like, you haven't even seen Tenet, have you? No. No. Neither have I. It's and not I that want I, to. I want to, but it's, it's not just that like, we don't want to. It's just yeah. you know whatever. It's whatever I feel like I know what I'm going to get out of that movie, regardless. Yeah, it feels. It's Christopher Nolan, and if it's not a Christopher Nolan Batman movie, I know I'm going to be fucking confused. <laughs> and like, that's okay. That's what he does. Yeah. You know, big budget. What the fuck just happened? You know. Exactly. Watch but, Interstellar. It'll mind fuck you for days. Like watching yeah, that shit. That's what I enjoy about this one. That harpens back to what we were talking about. I want to give ears to movies that people probably haven't heard about. Like, I'm almost guarantee you anybody that listens to our podcast probably hasn't even heard of The Frame. Right. You know, but now you're like, that sounds interesting. I might go and watch it. Right. And stuff that you give me, it's like, you know, I've seen that movie around. I haven't watched it. But after listening to you guys talk about it, shit, I want to go watch it now. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We just want to talk about movies that we enjoy. Like our I do. I movies. do like being it. Like, if, like you said, that is cool to be if we sway one person towards watching a movie that we like that maybe it's not universally loved that's how cold falling start yeah you know what i mean there's a time when nobody liked clerks nobody liked this you know and you know other people saying hey i know everybody shits on that movie but just go give it a watch bro yeah, check it you. out and they end up loving it sometimes it's their favorite fucking movie mm -hmm. uh shout out to um, my wife's friend Tiffany, because she's one of our biggest advocates too. I don't um, you, mention her much, but she uh, started driving semis for a living, and she needs something to like keep her busy. And she's like, says she's obsessed with our podcast, and it's really given her like broaden her horizon with movie watching. And she said we've given a lot of great recommendations. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, uh, she's awesome. She is. Well. You can always depend on us. We're going to keep giving you what we do, right. regardless if you want it or not. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, sorry, man. Like I said, I, I knew you said you were excited, and I hope I gave you a good enough review on it. I, don't I, wanna, I was excited to just talk about it. It's one of those it. ones where I was just like, Greg's going to have to fucking walk me down this one because <laughs> uh, my simple mind can't hold it. It's not that. It's just I'm I'm always curious what you get from the movie because the, after... The, I'm not going to lie to you. The first couple times we did this and you gave me movies like this, I was like, he just wants to show everybody how stupid I am. No, no, no. Like, everybody gets this movie, Nick. You don't get it. <laughs> like You dumb, dumb. Like, let the, me show you. That's the thing people, like, miss about these movies is they're... They're vague for a reason, mm -hmm. so you can have your own interpretation from that movie. Like, when you go and watch Enemy, like, everyone's going to watch it differently. Like you said, I loved what you said. Spiders. You said, um, we're going to watch it through different lenses. Mm -hmm. I love that that little phrase so much because that's exactly how these movies are. Like, how did this movie touch you? Yeah. And if that's what they're always going for, then then, then 
then they're always going to have that because mm-hmm. you have people that, that read into shit that are into that that pick up on little nuances in the back. And then you have people that like me that just take it for what they're seeing. Right. You don't want the whole like thinking about it and like right. examining your own life. And I get that. That's fine. And, and I mean, I think that that's why most movies do either do great or don't do shit because mm-hmm. you, at the end of the day, you're, you have to feed something to people that, a simpleton or a genius can enjoy and that's the trick in it right there man and i think the actual perfect movie is parasite for that mm. parasite is a very deep movie if you pick it apart but it's also really easily accessible that like people that don't want to think too hard about a movie they get something from it too and i can't wait to watch that right. i think that's like hands down one of the perfect movies that does like balances the two okay um, but I do get that about blockbuster movies because I've learned to enjoy blockbuster movies. I can shut off my brain and just like ex- enjoy the explosions, enjoy the whatevers. Um, I feel like I feel like uh, especially with superhero movies, they've mm-hmm. taken that step, and it's not just popcorn. Like yeah, they they're Infinity War, Endgame. You know those broke bound boundaries as far as like serious acting, Joker. You know exactly. I, mean? like, I think we're starting to like bridge that gap of superhero movies and good it doesn't storytelling. Have to be cheesy just because you're talking about fiction. Yeah, exactly. And motherfuckers like Robert Downey Jr. have sold that shit so well that you're so attached to these characters. Like when Tony Stark fucking bites it, mm-hmm. there's fucking grown men with tears going down their exactly, face in that like, fucking theater, dude. It's beautiful. Um, like, yeah, whenever um, in the first one, whenever uh, Spider Man like disintegrates. Mm. I had a tear rolling down my face because you've seen the uh the relationship these two have had and to lose someone like that just like Mr. Stark don't feel so exactly good. Exactly like fuck that shit tugs at your heartstrings. It really does, man. And, and, and to watch the kid turn to the fucking dust in your hands like Exactly. And I oh. love that we've like bridged this gap of good storytelling and blockbuster movies because it's a great time we live in. I mean, and don't get me wrong, there's still others that are just like completely just all it is 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 the budget, all it is is the fucking special effects, like and that's fine. Like and I'm that, not saying I hate all of them, but like, like Fast and the Furious needs their audience. Yeah, how are they still making those? Yeah, car fans and bros. I like cars too, but bro, bros, it's enough. <laughs> It's just enough. Yeah, but they have their audience, and they make a fuck ton more money than the frame, so more power to them. I guess we'll have to live in a world where both exist, you know? I know, right? Because they both are just not me. But so, like you said, somebody loves them. Yep. But yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see what you think about The Wizard. I it's am. One of those I, movies. I, it's one of those movies that I've like, I, sh- I should probably watch that and just never did, but now I have to. It's going to tug at the old heartstrings. I hope so. And, uh,. It's good to bring some Savage back into my life. It is, dude. Like, uh, when I watched it after that, I ended up kind of going on like a little mini Fred Savage marathon. Hell yeah. Did and you watch the Deadpool? Re- I didn't I, watch I did, that. I did. I uh, did. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of all the good shit out. Like, it's PG-13, dude. <laughs> like, the only things that were really funny are the shit you hadn't seen before, like the him and Fred Savage parts and shit like that. Other than that, it was kind of like, eh, okay. <laughs> like... And I get it. It was for a good cause, and you know, they gave Ryan Riddles. A sh- they donated a shitload of money for him to do it, and so I get it. Like it's got a good message behind it, but mm-hmm. you're not seeing anything that you hadn't already saw in the original Deadpool too, just right. watered down. <laughs> but the shit with him and Savage was fucking great. Like I need to, I need to watch it just for those. They could have literally just made an hour and a half of him and Fred Savage in that fucking bedroom, and that would have sold just as much money. Probably would have yeah. made just as much money. Like their little back and forths are fucking hilarious, but uh, <laughs> it makes me want to go watch Little Monsters now. Thinking about this uh, wizard movie, but as I was saying, I went on like a little Fred Savage marathon. I watched. The, I Does watched Little Monsters hold up? Because I have not seen it since I was a kid. Uh certain bits of it. Certain bits of it. Um, some of the puppets, you're like, okay, but, <laughs> you know, it's still funny. Yeah, and uh, I watched that, and I watched. Uh, just went on a Wonder Years binge. No, no, not a Wonder Years binge. Oh, fuck, I don't know if you can find those on DVD, man. But uh, or uh, I, I watched the Little Monsters. I watched fucking. I just said it earlier. Oh, Princess Bride. I watched that, and then uh, one more. <laughs> Your croaking voice. I watched Princess Bride. I don't know why that made me laugh. <laughs> That's a fucking hilarious movie, dude. I don't think I've seen it. It's just like it was just kind of funny. Your uh. 
Grown ass man. Prince of Bride. So good. It is a good movie. It is when he Montoya, you kill my father. Prepare to die. Oh no, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a funny movie. I'm thinking of something else. I was thinking of uh like Andre the thirteen Giants going on thirty or something. Uh, that's a terrible fucking movie. Yeah. That makes me want to rewatch that now, Princess Bride. Um, but, uh, yeah, just went on a little mini for its average marathon. Isn't that Boy Meets World too? Or is it That's his little brother, Corey oh, Savage. Corey Savage, right. Yeah. And what about um Ooh, I can't think of it. Bobby saves the world. Bobby. Oh, Bobby meets uh, war, uh Boy Meets World. No, 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 no. Bobby. Bobby's World. Bobby's World. That was Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. He voiced right. almost all the characters on that I show. I used to love that show. That show was amazing. It was Fox Kids, man. Yeah. That X Men, Spider Man. The Saturday mornings were lit as fuck on yeah, Fox. Yeah. You'll never get Life that. Life of good Louis. Again. Dude, that shit was on point. Louis Arms or uh, Louis Anderson's little mm-hmm. little cartoon. That shit was hilarious, man. There was a lot of badass cartoons on Fox. There was. Like you said, this shit was lit. Now Disney Plus has the rights to most of it. It's fucking great. Because they bought a Fox of shit. So I'm watching X-Men. I watch fucking Spider-Man, Fantastic Four on there. Yeah, I didn't read comics, but I did grow up with those cartoons. So that's kind of how I know the... That's where a lot of people like... Uh, did you know a lot of DC fans now, man? Like To them, the Batman, the animated series, that is their continuity. Mm-hmm. Like That's what they base everything off of. And I grew up in that era, too. Yeah. I love Batman the Animated Series. I got like the first two seasons on DVD. Yeah, that's what I grew up watching. And then when I got into my early 20s, I was like, oh, comics. So I started reading Batman comics. Yeah, I've always, because of that, like, my first big, like, love of it is when I watched the original Tim Burton Batman. Mm-hmm. I was probably six, seven. Yeah. And my dad put it on. We were at my aunt's house in Washington, and he put it on on Laserdisc, and it was the most amazing thing I'd ever fucking seen, dude. I was like, the Joker. And the, 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 the. That, yeah, that would blow my mind as a kid if I like read the comics, and it's like, oh, there it is on screen. Yeah, man. You can ask my parents. Like Everything was fucking Batman for like the next four years. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I fucking loved it. I had everything. I had the fucking Batmobile. Because when I was a little kid, you know, by that time, all those toys were like clearance toys and shit. So, like, my dad was finding them fucking yard sales for a buck. You could, I had the original one from the movie, dude. It fucking pisses me off. I don't have it anymore. I had the original Batman with the fucking Batarang. And it was fucking dope. Joker van. I had the Joker, Jack Nicholson Joker, all that shit. I don't think I had any Batman toys. I had, like, Ninja Turtles. I haven't had the fucking sheets, bro. When the Forever came out, I was... I was in theaters. I went and saw that, bro. I loved fucking Forever and Batman and Robin. Now I can't make it through the fucking movie, but like when I was, <laughs> when I was eleven, ten, whenever that shit came out, I was there like with my Mister Freeze shirt on and everything, like fucking jacked. Ready Speaking of, while we're on the subject and we don't have anything to talk about news wise, I'm r- kind of really excited about the new Batman. I've like come. It's across, gonna be good. I've come across some videos that have kind of like swayed me into like I'm actually really excited about this movie. I think for anything else, like I'll say, I said this as soon as I heard Christian Patterson, Christian Pattinson got this fucking job. I said he's either gonna be the best Batman we've ever had or the shittiest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like ever since Twilight, he's gone out of his way to show like I can fucking act. Mm-hmm. I'm not just a pretty face. I can fucking act. And every movie he's done has been some kind of art house. Fucking, you probably love all of them. I I haven't watched them because he like you probably really be, he'd like probably him. be your favorite actor if you watched his fucking movies. Maybe I will, but he's gonna have to. He has a hard contender. Jake Gyllenhaal is still my favorite. Well, because like, uh, my wife, she's actor. a fan of him, and she's watched some of his movies, and they're like, she's like, they're fucking really good. Like, I bet can, they are. He yeah. can act like a motherfucker. But the thing that swayed me is there's a YouTube channel called Film Theory, and they he's talking about how. Um, Batman is probably going to be loosely based off of the movie Seven, like the same kind of like storytelling. Like there's going to be Seven. Somebody's told me, uh, or so, so, some of it out there has said that it's going to be the Riddler, and then somebody said that it's not the Riddler; it's Clue Master. There's going to. Well, I heard in his film theory he talked about there's going to be like six to seven actual villains, and Batman is going to have to go through them all, and like. 
figure out who it is. Kind of, yeah. And, like, go into it. Go to film theory and watch his, like, Batman and Seven comparison. It's super interesting, and it made me really excited for this movie. Well, uh, Matt Reeves said that the that his Batman movies were going to focus more on the detective aspect. Exactly. That he said that they've kind of lost that over the years with, mm-hmm. you know, he's supposed to be the world's greatest detective, and all he does is break people's fucking faces and shit. Right. So I feel like that is a that's something we haven't seen in a while and that's where it like aligns itself with that yeah. movie seven and plus the grittiness of it which i'm a huge grit fan like if your movie's gritty enough i'll love it and i like where he's gonna do it and i like matt reeves as a director mm-hmm. and i think he's gonna make him he's gonna make a lot more people fall in love with batman again absolutely because People that are already Batman fans, you got us every time. It doesn't matter what you release. People go in and saw Batman fucking Ninja, which was terrible. Batman Ninja. Yeah. It's like where they made like an anime with like, it's it's the Batman, but it's in like samurai times. Mm. He gets transported back to like fucking Tokyo and in the 1500s or some shit. It's crazy. Like the third Ninja Turtle movie? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then they end up fighting with like these fucking Gundam Wing type Shogun houses. Uh, I can't make this shit up. But yeah, it's by far my least it, favorite. It does sound like something straight out of Japan. So. It's by far my least favorite fucking Batman movie, animated movie. Um, but yeah. But Batman, like I was saying, Batman fans, we're, we're going to watch it. If it's, you got Batman in the fucking title. I even own Lego Batman. Because like my, it's boy, amazing. my son loves it. But I love Lego Batman. It's not it's not a bad movie. It's a great kids movie. Like and I think Will Arnett does a great job making fun of the way Batman talks. He does. Like, I'm Batman. Oh, I'm Batman. No, I'm just super rich. I'm not I'm not Bruce Wayne. I'm just super rich. <laughs> like, yeah. He does a good job at it. He does. I love that Batman movie. Well, we ran a little long, but Do we? So uh oh well. we'll Look our conversation, good conversation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I would say you could just cut some of it out, but what do we say, Greg? Uh, I don't cut shit. There you go, dude. But, uh, yeah, next time, The Wizard Man, I can't wait to see what you think. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll see you then, guys. Later.